Welcome to Insights, the podcast of Forerunners of America. And we're always here to warn the nation and help us know how to navigate what's going on. Uh, and warn the nation much as uh, Isaiah and Jeremiah did in their day. And then we're also here to help everyone respond in faith, whether it's coming to faith for the first time or uh, just helping us as believers to increase our faith. And we need it in light of the day and hour in which we're living. With that said, I want to introduce today's co-host, and that is Leona Smith. And Leona, welcome. Thanks, Dave. It's great to be with you. Yeah. And Leona, when I think of you, uh, uh, obviously, you're, this is a topic that is, um, that is something that's been very much on your heart and mind that you've given a lot of thought to and studied the scriptures. And I think of your ability to link the scriptures as well as uh, how you sense the, the Lord is leading you personally and even what he's showing us as a church. And so anyway, uh, I'm so grateful that you can be here and give us your insights. Um, so welcome. Well, thanks so much. As we get started here, I want to give the overall warning um, in terms of what we're looking at, I believe, right now and going into 2021. But I also want to say there'll be several warnings as we go here today. But the main overarching warning is this, and it comes from Revelation chapter 20. And I'm going to start in, in verse 1. And it's talking about the conclusion of this age at Jesus' return. And then what happens is, as... Uh, as God transitions us into the millennial kingdom. But it says in Revelation chapter 20, verse 1, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss in a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who was the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he threw him into the abyss and shut it and sealed it over him so that he would not deceive the nations any longer. And it's from there, it goes on to say that, that Satan is bound for a thousand years at the end of which he'll be released for a short time. Now, with that said, what that means is, is that right now we are living in the era when Satan is still deceiving, not just you and I, Leona, not just us as individuals, but he is deceiving entire nations, and that is what's going on. I don't think I've ever seen it as clearly as I did in our nation this last year, 2020. And so with that as a backdrop, let's just start to, to identify some areas in, uh, in 2020 that we, that we notice that we're on this trajectory where it's not just about individuals being deceived, but it's like the whole nation is potentially being deceived. And so um, is there anything that, uh, you know, that comes to your mind? Yeah, I think first and foremost, we have to talk about what's been going on with COVID. And, um, you know, the fact that we have, uh, yes, a very real virus. And, and I certainly I've lost friends to this, this terrible illness. And it's just been a, um, a, a really hard time for so many people. It, it's a real thing. It's a real event. Um, but yet, we have to look at how maybe um, that the virus has been used to kind of, uh, you know, just just have some other consequences and some other uh, actions that have come along with this as a result of the government's attempt to control it. Um, and I think it's worth exploring, like, where are we now with this, and and what is reality. And, and, and where have maybe we bought into some things that aren't necessarily factually accurate in light of science and data. So maybe we could talk about that because I think that that's just, I think there isn't an American in this country that hasn't been impacted by COVID to one degree or another. But right. I guess and the question that I would be, should we be as impacted by this as we are? Right. And it's really interesting to me uh, that talk about deception. Sometimes I've noticed that people that claim to be following the science and the data are actually the ones who are not following the science and the data. So it's like a whole another level of deception that the enemy has here. And so we do want to follow uh, the truth of God's word, the truth of the science and the, and the data, but we can't just be allow this to be manipulated. And so 
I've been looking at the Great Barrington Declaration, which uh, three PhDs, top scientists put together. And that has been so insightful to me upon all of this, because for quite some time, I've not been a fan of Dr. Anthony Fauci. I feel like he's kind of maneuvered this in such a way um, that could have some not so helpful outcomes, might be one way to put it. Um, But specifically, there's a PhD at Stanford, uh, a leading scientist, as well as one at Harvard and another one at Yale. And these three PhDs come up with this, the Great Barrington Declaration, and they are specifically identifying that if you're young, you don't have pre-existing health conditions, you should be living a normal life, and that the lockdowns are hurting us. They're actually bringing, bringing damage to us. And specifically, they highlighted that... Uh, that if these estimates are correct, there could be 130 million additional people uh, starve this coming year because of the lockdowns and what it's meant to us economically. Yeah, that that's so true. And I, I, and I think that even if we look at, like, if we go back to the beginning of this whole thing as it unfolded, I think what's really been surprising to me is that we just kind of got locked in on this trajectory without really, you know, like in the in the moment when it first hit naturally, there was this, you know, like just concern. If you saw video coming out of China, it was terrifying. There were a lot of things to be naturally very worried about. The hospitals were overrun, at least in our area of the country, with uh, people that were super, super sick and, um, and intubated. It was it was it was about as bad as it could be. And yet we immediately drew some conclusions that in the light of other opinions, like the other opinions aren't tolerated, they're not examined, they're not looked at. And now that, that things have maybe shifted and changed, it's just the, the um, doctors that you've mentioned, the researchers that you've cited, the peer reviewed papers that are out there are just completely discarded and ignored in favor of this more draconian lockdown, um, you know, isolate people as the solution. So we're not looking, I, I think, openly. And that, that to me is disturbing because it's, it's almost like those questions aren't allowed to be asked. And you have some very, um, you know, um, fine experts that have the credentials to, to weigh in on this and they're not being, um, you know, their, their points of view are not even being sifted through. It's just shut down. No, they're wrong. And in many cases, some of these doctors have lost their jobs for being as vocal as they've been. So the consequences of not um, abiding by the, the dominant opinion has, has really been rough. You know, it's hard to even get heard. Uh, and yet you look at those facts, as you just cited, and do we really see the risk there that would warrant these measures? I, I don't think so. So um, I, I want to put a couple of links on the description uh, here at YouTube, and that is, you know, the Great, Decla- the Great Barrington Declaration. But also I want to highlight what you're talking about here, Leona, and that is that um, that in article uh, by Dr. Mercola. You can go to mercola.com and find all kinds of a wealth of information, but I will put this specific link to this article of his um, at the on the description. He He's quoting Dr. Michael Yeadon, a, a PhD, a former vice president and chief scientific advisor of the, dr- of the drug company Pfizer, which of course Pfizer has been in the news all the time because they're one of them that are, are closest to developing this vaccine and having this vaccine distributed throughout our nation and other other nations. So he worked with Pfizer for many years as a top executive, and he said there's something really off here. And it's it is related to what we're talking about here. He said that we can look at different countries, including this one, and he's specifically highlighting uh, the UK, but specifically what he's saying is, is that the death rate from month to month, it actually has not gone up. It has not increased. So in the UK, 1,700 people uh, any year, any month, roughly 1,700 die throughout the UK for whatever reason. He said throughout this COVID thing, that number has not changed. And uh, and there's other scientists that have said uh, said a similar thing. I'm, I'm going to quote um, another, another article here from the uh, um, from the Gateway Pundit, and it just talks about how, uh, and I'm going to put the graph up on the screen, but it shows a similar 
reality that regardless of your age group, since COVID broke out last February, especially in March, the death rate overall has not increased. And so this this Michael, uh, uh, Dr. Michael Yeadon, he says that you cannot have a lethal pandemic stalking the land and not have excessive deaths. In other words, the death rate had to change and it never did. So yes, we have a real issue, but it seems like that we have a, a, a young, healthy population, people under 60 years old in general, that are staying inside, damaging the, the economy because of the lockdowns and all kinds of businesses that are closing down. And it's leaving us in a much worse situation than necessary. Yeah, it, absolutely. And it's it's causing all kinds of problems for people. You know, their mental health issues, um, you know, people can't work, um, they're losing their jobs. I mean, this is this is very serious, but it's interesting that his opinion, you know, here he is, he's presenting facts. Where are our public policy experts? You know, where are the people that are setting these policies at the state levels? Are they paying attention to this? No, they're not. It's just, he's, is, he, is he being heard? You know, and instead of new information changing our approach, we're very much locked in as a country into the, the um, you know, lock it, lock it up mode, shut everything down mode. You know, in the New York area, restaurants now have to close at 10 p.m. Does the virus come out after 10 p.m.? You know, I mean, like, like what what is that? You know, so it's like before nine o'clock, everything's OK. But after 10 o'clock is where it gets where I mean, there's no sense that can be made of any of these things. And yet we're we've kind of all bought into it. We're going along with it and we're deferring to um, to bureaucrats that that don't seem to be willing to to look at the whole picture. And, and set a course that really balances um, all of our health needs. You know, when people aren't going to the doctors because they've, they've put off um, medical procedures and things that would be better for their health, you know, because of a fear of getting out, going outside and getting COVID. And is that, are those, are those um, restrictions, are those things really necessary? I, I doesn't seem so in light of what we're, we're looking at. We're not seeing these increased deaths. So, um, so, so so as we look as we look to 2021, there's nothing that would indicate at the moment that this is changing. Now it could, and I hope things change. I hope we have different public policy. I hope we really sort out better what's the uh, social distancing guidelines and what actually needs to be done. However, if this is what the enemy is doing to deceive our entire nation, unless we speak out unless uh, the medical experts uh, speak out, which, by the way, the Great Barrington Declaration, over 47,000 uh, doctors, uh, medical practitioners, workers have signed it in addition to hundreds of thousands of people like, like you and I that share this concern. Um, but it's just so we have to be very discerning right now. Is this something that's coming from the hand of God that we're all hiding inside and that, that again, these, uh, there, there's a new spike and so there's more lockdowns again? Is this something that God is showing us to do? Or is this something that actually the enemy is doing, deceiving us? And he's got, I mean, we know he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If that's his end game, we have got to change course now. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. But look at how willingly we just have fallen into this and been willing to stay in it. And um, and I think that's kind of hard too when you see Christians who are not willing to, like when you kind of have a conversation, I mean, maybe you can tell me what it's been like for you, but when I've had conversations with people about the death rate, mm -hmm. you know, about how microscopically low it is, thank God. Um, but what, you know, are we able to, um, you know, are we able to change anybody's hearts or minds? Because I think once you've got into that fear mode, that's that's just ripped. Like now you can't like the the reality of okay, there's you know, uh, 0.26 of one percent of you know the population are going to die from this. Um, why is that not enough? You know, like it, for some people to you know kind of relax and say, oh, maybe we are overdoing this. Um, and I'm not again. What, I mean, I make the point that I'm not minimizing the reality of this thing. It's just it's magnified beyond all. You know, the flu has some a, a lethality rate that's in the same same zone. So why why are we taking all these measures and 
and um, uh, allowing ourselves to succumb to this fear when God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We, we want to take precautions, but do we need to really be living in the fear? So I have a friend who just in the last few days got back from uh, visiting family in Louisiana. And uh, here he is visiting his uh, daughter, son-in-law, kids, and uh, the... Um, uh, they are, they're just filled with fear. And I said, well, can you share with them some of the, uh, the I mean, specifically the recovery rate for this thing. And like we were talking about here, the death rate and all this. And, and he said, Dave, it will not make a difference. And here's where I want to go back to what I think the enemy is doing in terms of deceiving our entire nation. And we have got to pray. We've got to speak the truth. We've got to break out of this essentially. And that is that this friend of mine, he said, um, they are so like, uh, their mindset has been so shifted largely through the media, both mainstream media and I want to say social media, because a lot of young people are not looking at mainstream media. They're just totally locked into social media. But either way, they're getting this narrative that even though the recovery rate for all people is 99.7%, that you're going to be the 0.3%. You're going to get COVID. You're going to die. And and the statistics show, first, in general, that's not the case. Secondly, if you're younger and you don't have existing health conditions, definitely not the case. So, so uh, Leona, you also, you also mentioned um, uh, like heart attacks and different things. And, and I, I do want to quote this uh, Genevieve. Brian, she's assistant program director of the Applied Economics Master's de- de- Degree Program at Johns Hopkins University. And what she highlighted was that there is an uptick in people that are having fatal heart attacks, but it's what you just said a minute ago. And it was that because people are afraid to go to the doctor, they might have some discomfort in their in their chest or something's going on, but they don't go in because they're afraid they're going to get COVID and die. So what they do is they don't get these kinds of issues addressed. And this is the Gateway Pundit article I I, I referred to a moment ago. I'm going to put the uh, link in the description as well for this because it's very helpful. And this graph um, is super important. And I'm not sure that people will be able to see it clearly enough just at, at YouTube on the screen, although I'll put it up there, but I want them to go. So, okay, so just kind of, maybe wrapping up some of this, um, the, uh, in Ephesians 2, verse 2, it talks about Satan as the prince of the power of the air. And when I look at how uh, my friend's family, how they're just being so uh, confused and defeated and afraid due to what the media is telling them, it's, he's become literally the prince of the power of the air. And Another way to put this is, uh, a friend of mine put it this way, it's like the media and social media, it's become what we see in Revelation as the false prophet. They're speaking these these lies. Yeah, they're speaking it over and over and over. So we're hearing this voice. We think it's the truth. We're deceived. And it's putting us um, in, a bad, in a bad spot and lots of fear. Yeah, and the curious thing is that facts can't penetrate that mentality. You know, like you can you can show data seven different ways from Sunday to, you know, to show you that there's no rational basis for that fear and it's not making a difference to people. And that's where I think Christians, those of us who know the Lord, you know, we have to go back and ask ourselves, where's our trust? Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately the Lord's going to take us home someday something's going to happen and I'm not going to be here. Should I really be spending my, my, my days living in fear of this disease or is my trust really in the Lord? You know, you know, what is my trust in more? I do have more trust in my mask than I do in, in the, you know, the father to protect me, you know, and I think we're not hearing messages. You know, a lot of our pastors have even kind of given into that. And again, I I know there's that balance. You want to, yes, maintain your, your health and, and take wise precautions, but when we're overcome by uh, the fear that that no fact can penetrate, um, I think we have to ask ourselves whose 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 influence are we under? Whose voice are we hearing more loudly in this? Is it the Lord's really? Because if it is, we're going to let Him kind of 
you know, we're not going to be operating out of fear. We're, we're, it, it, I think that the people that are fearing that, feeling that fear are really the ones that, that really have a, an opportunity to go back to the Lord and say, look, am I, am I in the right place with this? I mean, like you, I've got friends that will only come out of the house once every five weeks to grocery shop at six in the morning and they're home by 645 and they wow. will not leave the house unless they absolutely have to during, you know, until the next grocery, you know, um, run. And, um, is that, is that living, you know, I mean, right. And especially if you're a believer, like, okay, why, if God is doing something here, well, let me just cut to the chase. It's impossible that God is doing these things because he's not the one that wants us to live in fear. He's not wanting us to run around with this kind of fear in the body of Christ. We're supposed to be the ones that are the light to the world and showing people that, that we're full of faith, even in a pandemic, you might say, especially in a pandemic. And uh, I just, uh, I mean, we have to reflect on the scriptures that they're, they, they talk about that heaven is an upgrade. So really, um, Leona, and I, I'm not making fun here, but the worst thing that could happen to us is that we would get COVID and live. <laughs> you know, like if we really understand everything that Jesus and Paul and the rest of the apostles talked about, heaven is this huge upgrade to live as Christ, meaning I make impact for Christ, but to die is gain. And and in my translation, to die is major upgrade. You know, so, you know, let's relax a little bit. Let's be confident and, and these kind of things. Um, I do want to highlight what, before we move on, though, one other area that I think the enemy... If I may, I want to just toss sure. it that, that in some work that I do at a hospital, I'm around COVID patients. So it's not like I can just kind of say, well, this is something out there that hasn't come close to me. You know, so, you know, so I can say this as somebody that realizes that, you know, there but for the grace of God do go I, you know, and it's like, so it, it's real, but it's like my, my trust is in the Lord. My trust is in the Lord. And we are giving up um, too much of our liberty, too many of our freedoms, our right to assemble and gather as believers. You know, we just kind of just said, oh, virus, I'm going to stay home. How quickly did we just fall into that? You know, I mean, without, and we've stayed there, you know, and been content to just stay there and just sacrifice more of our rights as Americans. And it's kind of scary to me. And when we're looking out in 2021, I'm, I'm concerned that if we don't really wake up and see what we're doing right now, how much more are we willing to give up because of our fear? Right. And I, I believe uh, we need to be praying that starting now, but especially moving into 2021, that the church becomes a potent force in culture in every way. But in this pandemic, this pandemic, we're the ones with the flashlight in a dark world. And this is our moment to, whether we have to talk to legislators about what's going on with these lockdowns or why are we uh, forcing people to, um, you know, wear masks or like you said in your example that at 10 o'clock suddenly the virus comes out, you know, like, wait a second, <laughs> you know, we have got to sort this out and speak out all truth is God's truth and if the enemy is the father of lies and we know that he is and he's trying to deceive entire nations this is our responsibility in the church to make the difference um, even in this COVID thing uh, now this isn't so much a warning about 2021 I just want to encourage us encourage us with this but this is according to this uh, Michael Yeadon the, the former executive for Pfizer he said um, he's, quote, sick and tired of people claiming that immunity against COVID may wane after a short time of, of contracting the virus, leaving you vulnerable to reinfection. If you've been ill with COVID-19 and recover, you will have antibodies against the virus and you will be immune, is what Dr. Yeadon says. And then he goes on to say, he understands that journalists or reporters may get this wrong or, or maybe given incorrect information. But if a scientist says this, they are lying to you. So 
um, Yedin categorically denies the premise that you can recover from COVID-19 and later get reinfected and experience illnesses uh, again. And so we need to take heart here that um, that uh, God has given us an amazing body. We'll have antibodies, and we need to change what I, again, believe the father of lies is doing to deceive our entire nation, in this case, the entire world. But we need to realize that if we've had COVID, we don't run around in fear. And as Christians, we shouldn't anyway. But if you've had COVID, that you can be confident uh, that God has, uh, whether you're a Christian or not, that, that God has given you a body that creates antibodies. And so... Yeah, so, um, so just just wanting to 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 shift a bit here. Um, you know, I'm also concerned in light of the election. Um, in terms of here we are, all these weeks later, and we're still sitting here without an official president elect, and we're looking at uh, uh, people that have tried to come out with voter fraud and other things. And and I guess what I want to highlight much more than the election. It's examples, though, from this election of whether it's whistleblowers or others, that their voice is just not being heard. And, um, and it's like the media is controlling, uh, is controlling the narrative it, rather than just letting us walk out a process that includes the court system. And, hey, if, if Joe Biden got the most votes, he's elected. If, if Trump did, then he's elected. But there's this, it seems like there's a, if we can use the word again, there's a lockdown on anybody that's not going with the media's narrative. And I'm, again, highlighting, this is the prince of the power of the air, according to Ephesians 2, uh, verse 2, that we have got so many um, uh, I'll call them cover-ups, lies, other things that are taking place right now. And and what's sad is that we're not questioning, we're not Bereans when it comes to what we're thinking about or what we're consuming. We just kind of go along with it. And so, well, you know, that news anchor that I, I like, it, you know, um, of course they would tell me the truth. And it's just this gullibility, you know, we just believe it. We, we take, you know, what we're hearing and we're not sifting it, we're not thinking about it. And we're just kind of drifting along. And the enemy is having a field day with us because you've got, um, you know, two very polarized um, aspects to our country and, and, and you're getting very different messages on both sides. And, um, and, and a lot of times it's not the truth. Mm -hmm. Boy, if I could put out another warning in light of looking at 2021, we have got to be better, I believe both on the left and the right, to actually digging and finding the truth. We've got to find the truth on every topic. I don't think this goes away. I think that we will continue to be spoon-fed a certain narrative, and I think we have to be very careful, even like, for example, with the local news. I've watched various newscasters. They smile, and they all look good, and their hair, hair is perfect, and all of these kinds of things. But they've been handed a script, and even though you feel like they're nice and you can trust them and they're sharing whatever it is, I would say you got to be very, very discerning of anyone, even if they talk in a calm tone of voice and they're likable, because they've been handed a script. They're just reporting your local nightly news, and they might not have any idea how they've aligned themselves with this deception that has come over our, our nation and, and this election. So, okay, so here's a specific example as well. Um, this one, to me, even though it's in the grand scheme of things, it's fairly a small incident, I think it's very revealing. And it has to do with this U.S. postal worker in, uh, in Pennsylvania, Richard Hopkins, 32 years old, yep, uh, military, uh, Marine veteran, and he heard... Um, his supervisors talking about uh, post-dating the envelope so that they would look like they had arrived by November 3rd. And again, I'm going to put the uh, uh, link on the, uh, on the description as well. But, but the title of this article is Twitter, Facebook, The Washington Post Propagate Fake Claims of United States Postal Service Worker Recanting Election Fraud Allegations. And here's the point. He never, uh, he, I, I should say, his his initial allegations of what he heard and saw, he stuck with him the entire time. 
But the United States Postal Service IG investigative um, investigator general, he comes in and he has like a three hour or more uh, uh, interrogation with this guy. At the end of this, he said he never changed his original statement, but they asked him to sign a statement that would update a previous statement he had made. And actually, Richard Hopkins had had already done an official affidavit, you know, uh, worthy of evidence in a court of law. And from there, he um, uh, he gets this interrogation. He doesn't change, but he signs this document, which he finds out later apparently was himself recanting what he had said earlier, which he had never done. And again, I'm going to put the links up on the description because you can hear him himself explaining I never recanted this, but then it went like wildfire with the Washington Post and elsewhere throughout the media. And uh, and it's like, wait a second here. Not only is the media uh, propagating a false narrative, um, but also who is this and why are they doing this to badger this guy and to try to get him to, to change his story? He said... He said that they were grilling the hell out of me. And then he went on to say that he felt like he was played by the very people that were acting like they were his friend and they were going to get to the bottom of this. And in the end, they were just simply uh, trying to use psychological uh, techniques to get him to change. Yeah, that's one of the more blatant examples we've seen in a long time, you know, like as all of this is unfolding, where they absolutely, like sometimes there's, um, you know, like you'll see them kind of like sort of there's at least some aspect of truth to it. It's not a, a, a fabricated lie like this was, but what we're seeing now is like, there is no semblance of truth. Like they will they will just say whatever to advance the narrative that they want. You know, there is no voter fraud. There is no, well, even even on COVID, if you if you hear, like you'll hear, um, how, how do they report the report? The COVID cases are escalating. You know, it's the highest since April. But what they leave out of that, and so you're afraid, you know, like we're like, oh my God, like COVID's just all over the place. But what they're not telling you is that COVID hospitalizations dramatically down, COVID deaths dramatically down, you know, so they're not, there's no good news in that. It's just to, to provoke the reaction that they're looking for. Um, if we look at the riots, if we look at the, the um, you know, the protests that we saw this summer, how, look at how those were characterized. You know, um, you know, mostly peaceful protests as the scenery behind you is on fire. You know, I <laughs> right. thought that was like mostly peaceful protests and the city's burning down right in the background. But so even though your 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 own eyes are looking at this fire, you're you're gonna believe the commentator telling you that, oh, this is mostly peaceful. You know, I mean it was it's just so bad, but but why are we not asking? questions about what we're being told and why are we not thinking for ourselves is really especially as Christians well again we are living in the day and hour where Satan himself is trying to deceive entire nations now he's done this throughout history but I would think it's so eye-opening and so uh, concerning for me is I don't think we've ever had it like this in this nation. Certainly there's been corruption in government in various locations at various times. Certainly we've always had people that lie to get elected and on and on it goes. However, I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime more blatant lies. Like you said, there's a fire or there's a building on fire right behind you and look at this peaceful protest. But I... Um, I think that you could summarize uh, what's going on here. Everybody connected to the lies we're talking about uh, is catch me if you can. And by the way, I don't think you can. And I've never picked up on quite that vibe before. You know, it's just so brazen. And it's like, wow. You know, and I even saw, you know, there's all this um, debate over the Dominion system software and, and voting systems, all this kind of stuff. But I even just saw that shenanigans going on to try to erase what happened on November 3rd. And so it's layer after after layer. I, I, I got to highlight uh, uh, something else here. And that is, I, I'm not on Facebook, but my wife Renee is. And she was showing me on her screen um, that she was she was listening to a, a message by a, a, an attorney um, named Lee Dundas, and this is like 19 minutes. I watched it with her, and just amazing. But 
what came up was this, and I'm putting it up on the screen right now. Uh, it says uh, false information. So before you even click play, that's what's coming to you from Facebook, false information. And it's, but down below it says the same information was checked in another post by independent fact checkers. See why. Click it there. You know, like they're already casting this major doubt on this. Now, this 19-minute update that this attorney gave about the election, Renee and I listened to it, and we were like, you know what? Uh, we think probably somewhere between 95 and 99 or 100% of it was true. But Facebook said, we've got to step in because this doesn't fit the narrative. Now, when Renee tried to forward it to some friends, then she got this next uh, screenshot that I'm putting up on the screen right now. And it, it, you know, it says, you know, are you sure you want to share this? You know, because in light of it being false. And so anyway, it's just we are living in a culture of lies. And if there's one thing that I've heard good friends of mine say, believers, that I've heard them say is, I just don't know what to believe anymore. The Bible tells us to be discerning. Jesus is the truth. All truth is, is God's truth. We have got to become discerning before we get further down this road, especially here as we're focusing today on 2021. Yeah, and, and along the lines of what you're talking about, do you remember seeing what Neil Cavuto did to Kaylee McEnany? She was having a press conference and she was, she, you know, Kaylee comes out and she's got her book and she always has her talking points in the book and she was going through voter fraud and all of the things that they've uncovered so far. Specific, and, specific evidence. Specific evidence. And so um, Neil Cavuto, and this is Fox, because, you know, we kind of always want to say, well, one side is the side we don't listen to, and one side's the side we listen. I think we should listen to all of it and make up our own minds, but, but, but be that as it may, um, Neil cuts away. He made the decision to cut away from her press conference because he's like, oh, these are unsubstantiated, you know, like this, is, this isn't true. So he was kind of doing the same thing that Facebook and Twitter have been doing, you know, like, oh, well, that's not true, so we don't want to listen to it. Really? So why is he not taking notes on what is going, what is being presented? Why is he suddenly deciding to become the arbiter of all truth and to, to filter for everyone else? Makes no sense to me if you're supposed to be a reporter. Well, one, one encouraging thing I think if we have to acknowledge this is that Fox's um, viewers, you know, like the, the um, at all, like across everything, is down dramatically. So it's, I want to say it's down like 40%. It's, it's a huge hit for them. And um, Gateway had a, the Gateway Pundit had a, uh, uh, the last ratings out on it. And um, so their day, their day shows have just been decimated. Um, but, you know, so people are, I guess people are waking up and they kind of go, well, where do you go? You know, so there's some other outlets that people have kind of migrated to. But um, at the end of the day, we have to be mindful and thinking about what we're thinking about. You know, instead of just saying, allowing somebody like Neil Cavuto to shape my opinion of Kaylee McEnany and what she was saying, like, wait, what? I mean, my reaction was to immediately go find the whole press conference and watch the whole thing myself. Right. And, and, and so like, I'm gonna go to YouTube where I can still maybe find it. And then I'm gonna watch the whole thing or I'm gonna go to whitehouse.gov and I'm gonna go watch the whole thing or I'm gonna go to C-SPAN if C-SPAN covered it because they don't interrupt, they just let people talk. And, um, and, and that's what I think we've really gotta be doing but we can't just make the, 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 we can't assume that well, that would never happen because it's Fox News, they would never do that. But you know, lo and behold well, they are, you know, and it's. Um, well, Fox, Fox News put out several junk polls, and Timothy Zebel on our staff at Forerunners, he tracked this very carefully, and he was saying that you could not trust a Fox News poll any more than any other uh, person out there. And so um, based on how much the, uh, the viewers uh, of CNN dropped, uh, have dropped for years, and they have such a weak following at this point, I think a lot of people figured out that they can't trust CNN. But what is going on right now is that people in mass have figured out over the last month you cannot trust Fox News and they're going elsewhere. So to help us get through 2021, let's just share a few of our more trusted uh, media outlets on uh, news sites. So uh, Lori, uh, do you wanna go first or do you want me to? <laughs> uh, we'll probably, well, I don't know. It'll be great to see how, how our lists compare, but um, I definitely think that um, that that sites like Gateway Pundit, 
uh, zero hedge um, are, are good um, sources. Um, but One America News, um, uh, um, Newsmax um, are good places to go to. Um, you know, so, and again, but when I say that, I, I just wanna, you know, um, I don't think that that means that because I think they're good places to go. I, I think that that I still am vigilant. You know, I still listen. You know, I don't make assumptions that just because something's there. Like I look in the story for the facts. Like, well, where are they substantiating their position? You know, um, you know, it, it's it's one thing to have you know an opinion, and that's fine. Everybody can have an opinion and present it that way. But if you're presenting it as news, then where's the meat of that? And and how are you um, justifying that story, it, you, you shouldn't be justifying, you should just be reporting. It should just be a un, you know, like I, I shouldn't see your bias in there. I shouldn't be able to detect it. I should just see the facts there. Um, so anyway, I think that you just check everything, but those are the places that I like to go for news. Um, uh, I, I, I just wanna add one to your list. Um, but before I do, I think, again, we have to be very, very careful because I've seen whether it's uh, videos or a variety of mainstream news outlets, especially then some things on social media, that they do claim that these are the facts. They do claim that they're following the science. And I know I said this earlier, but there's so many people being duped by the father of lies because somebody said they were following the science or the data or this is accurate reporting, and they weren't. And uh, anyway, we could get in many examples of that. Um, but I guess the one I would add to your list of, let's just say, more trusted. Um, nothing except for the Bible's completely trusted. <laughs> but I would add the Epoch Times. Uh, to yeah, it. I subscribe. Yeah, love them. Yeah, very, very helpful um, on things. So, okay, so we're going to do a few things here as we wrap up. But first, I want to uh, uh, quote uh, Jenna Ellis. She's on um, uh, President Trump's legal team. And she says this, I keep getting a barrage of threats and false accusations from Democrats and reporter activists. And she puts reporter in quotes, like reporter, like they're not really reporting. They're just, you could leave that word out and just call them activists, which again is crazy what we're seeing in terms of, of not reporting the news or not doing journalism, but just simply uh, uh, twisting things. But anyway, this is her tweet. She, she put this out on November 25th. She said, my only comment is this, to, and she's saying this to those uh, reporter activists and those that are threatening her. She says, do your worst. I'm not intimidated. I won't back down. My mission is truth. My God is the Lord Jesus Christ, and my client is the President of the United States. And so we need, as believers, we need to have this kind of boldness uh, we cannot be running around where Jesus is the Lion of Judah. And I'm putting this up on the screen right now. Jesus is the Lion of Judah. This is biblical Christianity. When you roar, people listen. Instead, the church in America is more like uh, the Lion in the Wizard of Oz, um, you know, who's afraid of his own shadow. This year, 2021, it is the year for, the, for Christians to be the potent force that we are. And... Uh, I want to include a, or conclude, but I, um, but Leona, I want to give you a, a, another opportunity to speak into whatever. But this is what I want to say as we conclude here. I feel like the Lord has showed me some things over the last week. One is that we need to realize the evil that we're facing right now. It's America is not b baseball. Apple pie, Chevrolet, like it once was. There are really nefarious things, and I believe ultimately are engineered by the father of lies, Satan himself, the one who will be thrown into the abyss for a thousand years and then ultimately into the lake of fire. So we have to realize where things are coming from. This is not uh, just a slight difference of opinion. People are being shut down. There are narratives that are not accepted. And uh, th this is serious stuff, but we need to realize the evil that is in our nation. We need to quit acting like this stuff doesn't exist. Uh, this stuff is going on, and there's people that can use a COVID-19 pandemic for their own personal interest. We didn't even get a chance today to talk about vaccines, but there's all kinds of stuff going on. And, and there's all different things at play here. But first, see the evil uh, that's really here, present, going on, and we need to respond to that accordingly. Secondly, 
I feel like the Lord has really opened my eyes to recognize the anointing that every believer has. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, every believer has the Holy Spirit and the anointing rests on him or her. We need to walk in that anointing. We need to quit again being like the lion in the Wizard of Oz. We have got to be the people that God created us to be. We are the victors in Christ. We're the ones with the truth on every topic. And if we are waiting for non-Christian lost people with darkened minds to share the truth, we will never see victory. And it certainly won't be the victory that, that Christ has in mind where we're honoring him and bringing out the truth. Okay, then, then third, I also sense that the Lord has really opened my eyes that we need to be uh, righteous ourselves, and then in that righteousness to be courageous, which I've, I'm kind of having here as a theme, the courage theme. But uh, we need to we need to be righteous, and then that means do the right thing. But then do the right thing. I think of all these whistleblowers and people that are going public. They know they're getting threats. They know that there could be harm that comes to them. They're doing it anyway. As Christians. We need to have that kind of courage and boldness as we're walking in righteousness. In other words, again, doing what is right. And then the last thing that I sense that the Lord has really put on me is trust him for provision. Don't make decisions based on, um, well, this is more of a financially more secure approach. And, and I know, Leona, you have a lot to say about finances and Christians and approaching to that. I know that's part of your wheelhouse. Maybe we can have you on one of these podcasts again. However... I'm just saying the Lord is just showing me you have got to absolutely reject any sort of undercurrent of trying to provide for yourself and having that, um, having that, that position of making decisions based on finances. That, that day is done. God will provide. We trust him as provider. We go and do what's right. We fight evil. We have anointing. Absolutely. So well said. Um, and, and to which I could only add that we have to recognize when we see this evil and we stand up and we're courageous, we have to do so because we have to recognize where this is going if we stay silent. Mm -hmm. You know, and we can look at our brothers and sisters who live behind the Iron Curtain and, and what happened to them, you know, and how oppressed and uh, they were and persecuted. And, and that's what's happening. I mean, like we're already seeing people lose their jobs and, and be canceled um, be, for saying the wrong thing. Um, so where do we think this is going to go if we sit back and do nothing? Do we, do we really sit back, th think that we're going to be immune from it and safe, that there is some vaccine from, from all of these things that are coming to, um, to, to take away our freedom and that it's just going to magically turn around and get better? It's not. And we've got to understand that um, we serve the Lord and we have to really um, get back to uh, um, a, a recognition of who we are in him. And we really live our faith now when we really need to and really trust that God is going to provide and he is going to be there. Um, and I think we just have to be aware, you know, we've got to come out of the stupor that we've operated on because life was good in the U.S. What trouble, you know, this is, this is really... Um, you know, the first thing that certainly our generations ever had to really go through, you know, it's not like we lived through the depression and really hard times. We've had it pretty easy and we've decided, you know, which church we want to go to the one with the bowling alley or the one with the coffee shop. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like, it's time for us really to step up and recognize that the stakes are really high, that the consequences for all of us are doing nothing are really big. And that it looked you know, um, you look at like some of the, the, the people in scripture that really, you know, turned out to be big heroes of the faith. They were ordinary people, you know, Gideon, you know, for example, you know, but but God is able to to give us the strength, give us the courage and give us the confidence that no matter what he is with us and it's his agenda we've got to serve that we will our knee will not bow to to the devil. We, we are not going to bow. We are not going to, you know, bow to the golden calf of COVID isolation or, you know, whatever it is that they're, they're trying to take away from us that, that our knee only bows to the Lord. And in the meantime, it's, it's, it's important for us to just step up and do what we can. And, and, and frankly, there are so many people, uh, yes, for our nation and the, the stakes are so high and, and yet we've got neighbors and friends and relatives that are in such terror and fear of this thing. And people are so depressed. Are we lights? Are we ministering to the people around us? Are we bringing the light and the love and the, and the, 
and the knowledge that Jesus is with them, you know, and sharing that and rescuing people in this time? Or are we just letting the darkness blanket our neighborhood and our families and because uh, we're too busy hiding in our COVID cave? You know, it's hmm. it's time for us to just remember um, um, to, to whom we belong. And um, and I loved your analogy about, you know, is it the Lion of Judah? You know, is, is the Lord the Lion of Judah to us or is he like the Lion and the Wizard of Oz? I thought that was great. I mean, because I think that kind of just, you know, which where are we? And, and, and getting back to what matters is what's really going to get us through. Well, I'd like to see 2021 be the year of the lion, meaning the Lion of Judah, we need to get out there and roar in the in the correct way, of course. I mean, we need to get out there. But the truth, and, and in our last podcast, I highlighted 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And it's just so interesting as the, the, the one of lawlessness, the son of perdition, as he comes forth in that chapter. And Paul is warning us. And in that chapter, he talks about truth uh, three times and, and and the third time telling us to embolden ourselves in the truth. And he talks about the lies of the enemy, and he's going to have false signs and wonders. We have got to walk in the truth now. We've got to speak out the truth. This isn't just about us getting through whatever. This is about a whole nation that's being deceived. Again, Revelation 20, that's what Satan does. He deceives entire nations. We're, that, we're in that list of nations right now that is being deceived in a big way by the enemy. We have got to speak and be courageous. Well, uh, Leona, I appreciate uh, you just jumping in here and, uh, and sharing, sharing these uh, insights with us, and um, I hope we can have you back. I'd love to. Thanks so much, Dave. Great conversation. Have a nice night. All right. Take care, Leona. And please uh, look us up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and uh, like us at, at YouTube. And please push out the link to, to others as we head into 2021. I look forward to being with you next time on Insights. <laughs>